And welcome to the American Landscape Podcast, the podcast about the show and the behind-the-scenes information on uh, the latest stuff we're doing. So we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Northern California, Temples, Tools, and Museums. And with me today is Richard, our cameraman, sound guy, and Mike, our sometimes attendee on the show. Sometimes <laughs> I like attendee. to say that. Uh, uh, gets how, there when he can. How about Gopher? Gopher, I, sound I go for guy. I go when I can. Does all of our web stuff. So, you know, he does stay involved and, and all that. So we're going to be uh, talking about a show that is in Northern California, obviously by the title. Um, we went to three places, two of them in Marysville, California, and one in Oroville, near the – actually, in, it could have been in the wake of the dam if there was a bad thing to happen up there, but uh, no. So method of transportation, we've, we've got a little bit of a you know, outline for our shows here. So we, I believe, we're driving in Richard's gas-guzzling in, in imported vehicle. Big Armada. Um, so that was our method of transportation on this, – this show actually is a combination of two trips because – you know, when we found out about the death of Dan Spear, that became uh, the, at the Museum of the Forgotten Warriors. That became a full show, but on that trip, we had also filmed at the Antique Tool Museum in Oroville, so we weren't able to wrap or package that with uh, the Museum of the Forgotten Warriors. So we had been looking to get back up here for a long time. We we had I had made a contact. This is weird. Uh, let me see. Is it the right time to say that? So, no, it's not. So, route's taken. All right. Uh, <laughs> stick, <laughs> I got to stick, stick, stick to the format, right? Yeah. Uh, got ahead of myself. Basically, we're in Southern California, uh, south of L.A. So, basically, I love the 99. Uh, some people like to take the 5 because they think it's quicker. But the 99 has been developed so much in the last 30 years. I don't think there's much of a difference between 99 or the 5. I, I think the 5 is more truck traffic, less to see as you drive. I find that the 99 has some places you can stop and see a few things if you want to do that. that that's why I was going to say the same exact thing is I've we tried the five. My kids wanted to see what the difference was. We did the five, except for the occasional truck stop. There's really nothing out there except the farm, you know the alfalfa less, fields. Less know. civilization on the five freeway. Oh yeah, cows. Yeah, but, you know I've broken down in the five, and I, the cop showed up when I was finally done fixing my problem. Uh, this was years ago. Yeah, it's just desolate, I and mean, there's it's it's really truck heavy. Um, yeah, so forget the five. Anyway. So I, I think before we go much further, we should mention that we had a third party with us. Mrs. Greg was with us on this trip on the on the second leg of it. The first time. Um, well, you're correct. Yes. Yeah, the first time uh, your son um, Spencer was with us. Uh, yeah, we don't really have that on the list of you know who was there, but good thing they threw that in. So. And then, of course, once you get into – once you pass Sacramento, you're going to get on the uh, 99 and I believe the 7 well, – or the 99, thing, I think it turns to the 70 that goes into Marysville and then on up to Oroville from there, about a half an hour up the road. So those are the kind of like the um, the routes. We did do a side trip on the – not the first time we went up there. There were really no side trips. Well, yes, there was. We, we always seem to lately be stopping. I don't know why. Because we've stopped at it once, we've now stopped at it a few times, and a lot of times it's just because Richard's got to think about where he fuels up and the points he wants to get and all that. So, you know, conveniently across the street is that agricultural um, museum oh, thing. Okay. 
right? <laughs> so we we've went in there and we're, we've trying to make a connection to film there. So far, it hasn't happened. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's an interesting little place. Um, so we stopped there actually both trips because Karen had Karen had not seen it, um, and we also stopped at on the way. We stopped at the Underground Gardens in Fresno. We wanted to stop at this. Uh, uh, God, what was the name of that town? It's Kings Kingsburg, I believe. Yeah, yeah there's a Kingsburg in California. They've they've got it's kind of a quaint little town. They've got a um, water tower that looks like a teapot because it's this little Dutch town, um, and there's an old historic jail there. And I guess somehow Karen and I mentioned it, wanting to see it. He ignored it and just blew right through. So we, we hit that on the way back. Uh, but I would we, say I ignored it. I just didn't know that was the, the time. I was kind of thinking of the t- getting the timing of we had a number of hours that we had to get to to get to our very bad hotel. And um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's and, the trip uh, with the crappy hotel. That That is going to get a few minutes. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I didn't know we wanted to. I knew we had more time coming back down. So Yeah, for a thing that took two minutes uh but we did end up stopping at this underground um garden which is really cool it doesn't sound like it'd be interesting um but it is interesting we should look into maybe possibly trying to film there too this i think it was italian immigrant you know kind of went and went he bought some land that really wasn't good for much he probably didn't know it when he bought it uh long story short underground gardens really cool it's not what the show's about so we'll move on those were our side trips um, equipment used varied. So the first time we went up and we ended up in Noroville, uh, we were shooting with, I believe my son, Sony, uh, PXW 90 or PD forgot the exact numbers. Uh, but that's what we were shooting with. We also had a boom mic, um, with our Q audio boom mic with the, um, H six zoom recorder. We, should have had some lights on the camera, but for whatever reason, they weren't turned on or used. I don't remember which and why. Um, and But on the second time, when we were back up there, Easy Rig is now, you know, part of our um, package of goodies. We're on the Panasonic DVX-200. We have the new Panasonic AVX mic systems. Uh, so, we, you know, we're really kind of, you know, upscaling our production quality and value with with the new equipment which you'll notice unfortunately in in this episode is the Oroville segment does not look as good and there's you know there's some reasons to that partly equipment um so that's the any can you think of anything oh well the xylite of course is our lighting now the xylite's uh, the main light coming off the uh 200 now and uh, other than that the you know the the ipad with the easy release uh, that's a software I like for the, all the releases for location and and uh, the individuals on camera. And other than that, I can't can and I, nothing stands out to me as other equipment we had with us, other than GoPros and stuff for you know car shots. Yeah. Um, okay, so show details <laughs> how we filmed. Well, we point the camera to the person talking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and tripods, of course. We had you know tripods. You've you've got a you've got a nice um, uh, uh, man photo. Thank you. Went blank there for a second. And from um, 502. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, nice, nice tripod, nice um, uh, uh, video head or a fluid head. Oh, we, well, we had the, uh, what's the, uh, 
uh, the gizmo for zooming and stuff. <laughs> we have a funny the story gizmo about that. for zooming and yeah. stuff. Nice. To oh, term. the yeah. uh, very um, very zoom. The very zoom yeah. for yeah. You've got app. You've got uh, controls for zoom oh. and focus and I'm trying and to think of what that. the story was. Now I remember. I didn't yeah, want yeah. To get we were story. so usually what usually how we film is uh, we we go find our subject, the guys we're going to talk to. And what's funny is that our contact, because um, we filmed first at the uh, the Chinese museum and school. And I was expecting, because my contact was one person, but who we ended up talking to was another person. Uh, so we talked to Rick Lim, and he's the uh, Marysville Chinese community past president. I had been communicating with the current president, which I believe was his grandson or nephew, Nephew, I think. But when we got there, he didn't want, really want to talk. He wanted Rick to talk. And Rick is the person I started to talk to like a year and a half prior. So here's that backstory. We go, or my wife and I go up to the memorial for Dan Spear, the Museum of the Forgotten Warriors. Uh, and if I hadn't plugged that much, Museum of the Forgotten Warriors. And I was talking to the guy, uh, Dan Spear's wife, Roberta. And she says, oh, you should meet Peppy Schroeder. Well, who's Peppy Schroeder? So they find Peppy. She was there. Well, Peppy is, um, I'll see her title when we start talking about her show. She, she, I think, is one of the uh, historic society muckety-mucks. And I was saying that Dan had suggested we shoot at the Chinese museum. She goes, oh, that's Rick Lim. You need to go, you need to go down there. Today's bomb day. Uh, so when we were up there, we got lucky. We were there on Bomb Day. It's a Chinese celebration. It's really, it's really kind of cool. So everything you say was open. Bomb Day. How would bomb, you spell it? How B O M B, I believe. Oh, bomb, uh, as in dropping the bomb. Yeah. So, so type in Chinese uh, Bomb Day Marysville or something in your your browser. I know you have open. And yeah, B O M B okay. touches off proud tradition in Marysville. Um, they've been doing it for for years. I so, got Peppy's title up here. That's okay. Uh, we'll get to okay. it when we actually talk about her thing. So I had all these people saying, "You need to talk to this person." You need. So I'm at a I'm at a wake, basically. You know, uh, a memorial. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I'm still networking. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, um, but and I mentioned to Peppy. I said, "Yeah, we saw this cool like gothic looking house. That's the house. Yeah, that's the you know the where the museum is." I'm like, "Okay, Mary Aaron Museum." The yeah. Mary Aaron Museum. So so this is all cool. We'd 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 try to had tried to find things. My wife's really good about getting on the internet, trying to find things to do. We're not people that sit around at the pool at the the hotel. We we like we went to Hawaii and they're like, "Oh, let's go to the beach." We live at the beach. Why do I now that I'm in Hawaii want to just go to the beach? We we got to find things to do. So this is kind of the way we do things. So she found some things that Mary Erin would want was one thing, but it's only only open like the first Saturday of the month or the second Saturday of the month. Some you know weird schedule like that. Small town, so they can't support it open all the time. So anyways, that's the backstory of how we finally made these contacts. <laughs> Uh, of these places so go ahead and you've got it i won't have to then go back to her title you've got her title up what was yes. so our first place that you'll see in the show is a mary aaron museum and peppy schroeder or schrader, schrader is the president of the mary aaron memorial museum association there you go and so that's where we started and literally in my mind i thought this was be was gonna be like a 10 minute thing that's you know 
it's a tiny house. How much, how much can we see, talk, do anything about? It got to the point where I almost couldn't edit it down to our format to get three things in one show. I'm like, damn, there's a lot of information and stuff going on in here to the point of, what was it? Was it a 100 or 150-year-old pie? <laughs> that was pie. No, not, not, cake, uh, not pie. It was the wedding cake. Oh, that's right. Was it a cake? I was thinking it was... Uh, no, oh, it was the wedding a, cake, I thought. It was the wedding cake. It fell off the stagecoach. It and did fall off the stage. It. Oh, here it is. Let's see what she said. I thought... And if you slide it open... Yeah, I'm like, do I really want to smell, smell this thing? Do we want to? You can smell some of the, the liquor. Oh, that's right. It had liquor in it. But there's fruit in it. See, that's why I was thinking pie. Yeah. That was a while ago. But anyways, yeah, weird stuff like that, you know, that you uh, eclectic stuff. But it was really cool. And she was very informative. Um, and she loved the edit, by the way. She she gave us um, – she got back to me after it went live and said it brought tears to her eyes. She really enjoyed it. So that that was nice to hear. When you, when you can make somebody cry, you know, you feel good. No. Uh, depending <laughs> on why you're making them cry. Yeah, really. Well, this is the but, second time I've told somebody – or been told – with some of the work I'm doing, and this was because she loved it so much, it just brought tears to her eyes. She thought it was a great representation of what they're doing there. The second one happened to be with one of my AMVET things when we were awarding the Lion Air Museum with their uh, Patriotism Award for Flying a Flag Every Day. I told the story of um, of two Medal of Honor recipients, and somebody later told me, you I, you brought people to tears I'm like, oh, wow, well, I didn't mean to. But then, you know, the impact of the story was yeah. told well enough that, sure. you know, it affected people. So, you know, in some ways that made me sad and feel good all at the same time. Um, so anyways, Marysville, stop it. If, you, if you're there at the right Saturday when this place is open, stop in and see it. It's, it's pretty cool. You can find information on, the, uh, on their website also. So that was uh, that was place number one. Uh, placement number two is the Chinese Museum and Chinese School. They're not located in the same place. Um, but if you like Chinese culture, you want to get deep in it, there's a lot of information on this show. And there's so much on the cutting room floor that I couldn't put in because Rick Lim had so many great stories. And fortunately or unfortunately, he had some stories that were not – they were for us only. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But they were great. They've got some ancient dragons. Oh, excuse me. Two of them, I believe it was, that, you know, that hundreds of years old, at least 100. Well, uh, was it Mulam was uh, like 150, I think? Something like that. Yeah, they're, they're old. Very cool. We, and we got a treat. Well, I, see, I, I know Karen got to go in. They got this big display case with the head. And... Karen was allowed to go inside and she used my, my, um, oh, there's iPhone. We used the iPhone with the, uh, what's the, the gimbal, Osmo, whatever the one, the Apple, yeah. the Apple store. DJ, yeah. And she was able to go inside and shoot it. I don't think, did Richard, did you get to shoot the camera, the big camera inside or was it just not enough room? There was just not enough room, but, but it was nice. I got the camera fairly close with the door. Because it's like you said, it's a glass display case, so it's the glass glare that opens up. Yeah. So yeah, be able to shoot without the glare. Yeah. So you know, so and then we 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 kind of had to shoot around. We had to be respectful. The 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 
the temple's open. And on more than one occasion, people came in to, I don't want to say worship. It's a, it's a different way they pay their respects in, let's say, the West. You know, we go in the church, it's at least an hour. Catholic church may be a little longer, Protestant may be a little shorter, but you're in there a while, right? People came in, some, they, they might have left fruit. Some of them were burning uh, money. Uh, it's fake money. It's, it's, it's as I say, it's not real money. It's it's it's, it's what's funny about that is I've seen that happen on the uh, the Australian um, uh, border patrol show where the, and they think you know the border patrol thinks these people are bringing in counterfeit like, money, but counterfeit it's, money. No, it's, it's for mon- their money for worship. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they burn it for the dead. Or, I forgot exactly what it is. And he told us about it, you know, and they would ring the bells and the Bernie incense. It was all really cool information. So even it, how you walked into this building, there oh, he was yeah. explaining all the different things of how the building is built and why doors are placed where they're put. I mean, Oh yeah. You got the feng shui yeah. thing, you know, to block a door in the back in the Chinese school, or, you know, you have thresholds kind of like in a submarine or a ship, you have to step over, but there were reasons why, because of door gods and, you know, looking for hooved feet and looking for know. someone that's not human. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, while we're talking, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the Oroville a little separately. We've got on our list problems we encountered. We really, this shoot went fairly smooth in both locations. I can't say. <laughs> the Except only problem, for the very Zoom. Well, the only other problem I encountered, and this will go on, well, this will come up again in Lion uh, when we get to that show. But when you have, when Richard and I shoot, there's nobody ever in the shot that shouldn't be. But when we take a second or third person, this time being my wife, <laughs> there were a couple of times I was looking for good B-roll, but she didn't realize like she'd come through one room to another room and then thinking she was getting out behind us and she was in the view of the camera. And you kind of had this deer in the headlights. Yeah, that was, and, say, that was the funny part was deer in the headlights. Like, and I'm she not realized, supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of funny. And, <laughs> and then... <laughs> So we, we usually shoot, and then we go back, and I do my, uh, hey, we're here. We're going to go see so-and-so um, thing. And we're doing that, and Richard kept saying, it won't focus. And he's trying. He's he's playing I, with the camera. He forgot that VeraZoom's plugged in. It the, takes over for the camera, and you can't focus with the camera. you got to use the VeraZoom for aperture focus because that's what it's doing. It's, it's so you don't have to have your hands on the camera. You have them back on the tripod arm. Um, and he was fighting with it. It was kind of funny when you look back at it. Um, not, yeah. not in the moment. In the moment, in the moment I'm like, it was extremely the, you know, frustrating. What the hell? Why can't you get this? How many times have we used yeah. this camera now? What's going on? You know, uh, but other it, than that, it was, it was just a simple shot. This was supposed to be the opening intro of Greg walking across the street up towards the temple. And as he's giving his intro, I'm supposed to zoom in. Well, every time I zoomed in, it's going completely out of focus. And it's like, could not figure out what the problem was. Yeah, so it was weird. So let's talk about the people we met while we're still at dislocation because it's totally different from the, the the next next place. So we we had we ate at also two good restaurants. One was the Silver Dollar Saloon. It's right. In fact, it's it's not quite connected to the the Chinese Temple, but it's on. I don't want to say the front side because what's odd about where the Chinese Temple is, it used to be riverfront property. 
but because of the way the rivers have been dredged and flooding problems, they build up these huge um, berms. Ber yeah, they didn't. Berms, not um, levees. Levees. Levees, levees. There you go. Um, Mark Twain described coming down the river and seeing Marysville up on a hill. If you go to Marysville now, it looks like Marysville is the sunken city with these high levees protecting it. Well, the levees are protecting it, but it's because of all the, the mining and the dredging and what they've, how they've screwed up the river is why now they have to have these. So it's like, it's on, I think frontage road, but you wouldn't even know it was frontage road today. Um, but the silver dollar saloons got some history to it. It's kind of cool. Interesting little tidbit. If you go into the men's restroom is really, you, there's, need, you need to go there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. there's, there's somebody looking at you from the window. Well, uh, I think it's, it in its history, the upstairs was a brothel. I believe, yeah. Yeah. So what they have is when you're in the men's restroom, they put up ladies of the mannequins dressed as ladies of the evening, okay. looking in the windows at you. Nice. Yeah. There's, there's. It's like a boxed-out window, and she's up in there looking, looking down. It's. I, in fact, when I went up there, a guy was letting his girlfriend go in to look because <laughs> he thought it was so funny. Well, uh, when you were busy, Karen wanted to take a look at it, so she went in there too. So. Yeah, it's a cool little place. A oh. uh, lot of locals eating in there, uh, really nice. Uh, so that you know, and bands were going to uh, start to play a little later. So, it's, you know, for this little town, it's kind of a cool place to gather. And we had tried to eat somewhere else. It was, it was a coffee place that also had sandwiches that a lot of locals had recommended. Um, and we managed to get in there the next day, I believe it was, because mm -hmm. Karen was not having Richard, let's go to McDonald's every day stuff. Yeah, um, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, so she's like, we got to get off this fast food thing. We got to get some real food. So it was, and it was pretty good. So uh, we went from a McDonald's sandwich <laughs> to a coffee house and had fresh sandwiches. Sandwich. <laughs> Yeah, that aren't that are from fresh stuff, not stuff that's been frozen and preservatives and and all that. Now we should mention because this is separate from the Orville trip. Richard booked the hotel, and it couldn't have been the worst. There couldn't have been a worse hotel. First, he told me, "Oh, we're at the Comfort Inn." I'm like, "Oh, the one run by Beale, because there's there's a Comfort Inn and Suites right off the 70 freeway on the Beale side." And he Which says, "No, no, no, it's on the other side." Beale Air Force Base, Beale Air Force where Base. you used to be at. Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 it's on the other side of the river. I'm like, what the? F so I'm looking up, and there's no comfort in over there. It was like, was it Budget Inn? Yeah, it, Econo Lodge. E oh, econ. That's and that is a misnomer too. So we get there, and there's some sketchy people in the parking lot. We go, you know, we supposedly had suites, <laughs> a large room, basically with a little yeah. sitting area. The room we had, you could see. The door wasn't on straight. You could see into the, the hallway. There was no smoke detector. It had a bad smell. The room wasn't finished. There were holes in the wall. Where the towel bars are supposed to be because the towel bars were well, in the bathroom. That's not the only place there were holes in the wall. The sink wasn't even placed right in the wet bar area. That you know, It, it was a disaster. Three flights up, no elevator, oh, and, and we had all our... You couldn't see out the window either. No, we could see out the window. It was just all smudgy and, and gross. Yeah. Three stories up, no elevator, and we had all our equipment that we didn't want to leave in the vehicle with some of the people we were seeing around. Of course not. In the place. So we finally found the owner in Richard's room a little better. 
not great, but a little better. Uh, same basic layout. So we found the guy, and it seems to be family run. He did kind of try to help. He put us in a better room that looked like it had been recently renovated on the second floor. But then we found roaches, complained uh, complained about it, and the next day found some roaches again, the little tiny ones, you know, uh, the ones that really are the dirty roaches that come up in the water and, you know, and all that. Um, things wouldn't st- – like we're trying to charge our phones. The thing would fall out of the wall. The receptacles, you know, were not good. Um, no refund for not getting the suite. And so – absolute freaking disaster he wanted to say we stayed at best western the previous time he said oh they're all booked up i went to my place where i booked and there were two rooms the place where he booked i guess that sold out but there were yeah he didn't know this he'd booked it we had to roll with it but what a dump would never stay at this econo lodge in yuba city again no no um it was it was nasty so we found out um reason everything was getting booked up so quickly out there was they had like a big bowling tournament, which I didn't know was, you know. Well, there was you, more. Yuba City, really? No, it wasn't a bowling tournament. It was another. They the also bowl- had a motocross. Both times we've been up there, there's been big like sporting events going on where people from all over are coming into town. Uh, but regardless, uh, Richard is not in charge of booking hotels anymore. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> hey, you've you've had a couple and misses on there too. So. We I've, we have no. Oh no, uh, no dude, you were you were sweating place. bullets about that trip up to uh up to uh Palo Alto Santa. area. I, yeah, I I will say I've that seen, was definitely I, a diamond in the rough. That I've was seen really the pictures and I had read the reviews. There's two things Richard didn't do. One, somehow pictures. he didn't know he got in a Econo Lodge when he's on a uh, uh, well, the other one's website. I was, yes, on, I was on the Comfort Inn's website. Yeah, but it tells you what brand they're selling. I, I don't know how you missed that. Two, you must not have read any reviews because when you go to any of the top booking sites and you read the reviews like TripAdvisor or Hotels.com, uh, there's maybe one in ten that says the place is great. The rest of them all say it's a dump, roach-infested yeah. sewer. Um, yeah, but you also have to take into account that people are happy and don't oh, leave happy reviews, right? I Oh, no, no, no. I totally agree with you. And there were one or two okay reviews, um, but there were enough that gave me pause. That's why I've never stayed at the Motel 6 closest to Beale next to the Walmart. The reviews scared the crap out of me. <laughs> the other Motel 6 in Marysville... Seemed good, but they talked about how there's no parking. If you get back there late, you may not get a parking spot. So we avoided that one. Um, and like I said, years ago, I would have never done that. I would just rolled up. That place looks clean, or they've got a name brand. Okay, let's stay I'm there. I'm going to be here for six, seven hours. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I did that once in uh, Roswell, coming back with my brother-in-law on the cross-country trip. We didn't have much of a choice. We'd rolled through Motel 6. It was loaded. Um, we found you know this little mama-papa place. It was a good thing. It was better than this Yuba City place, but it was better. I, not, not much more, but it was better. Okay, so moving on. That's about our trip, I think, on this one. So the previous time we'd been up there at the Museum of Forgotten Wars, we also went up to Oroville. Uh, oh, we should say we're supposed to mention about the people. Well, we can just do an overall on the people we met once uh, we get finished with Oroville. So Oroville is the Antique Tool Museum. Uh, it's, and it's actually, there's more of a name to it than that. Um, the Bolt Antique Tool Museum uh, in Oroville. 
and that's named after the creator. That's Bolt. Yeah, Bolt is the guy's Bolt. name. Yeah. And these guys were great. I had been talking to, excuse me, Bud Bolt's son. He helped me arrange it. Dad's been running this thing for years. We almost didn't go shoot because Oroville wanted a pretty excessive film permit fee. So I got back to Bud's son. I'm like, you know, I'm sorry. We, we got to pass. Orville wants all this money. This the show's out of all of our, our pockets right now. We have no sponsors at this point. And I'm sorry. I really want to come up and do it. He says, you know, let me get back to you. <laughs> Later that day, maybe the next day, he says, don't worry about it. Come up and shoot. Uh, they'll give you a permit for nothing. Found out that they donated um, the museum to the the city, they still run it, but it's the museum itself has been put into a building uh, for the city, so they had a little pull. Nice. Uh, when, we, when we got there, they had pizza waiting for us. It was a little cold, our fault, because we ended up being at the Museum of the Forgotten Warriors way too long. And it all you got to do is go there, and you'll find out why you, you could be there longer than you'd think. Yeah. But we got up there. They're super, super friendly. And Bud's this old dude. Uh, I don't want to say cantankerous, but the, you know he's probably in his eighties. He's he's a I'm sure a rough and tumble guy, friendly as hell, funny in his own dry way. I kind of get it because that's kind of the way I am sometimes. Um, but the whole family really friendly. Well, with with Bud, he comes right out from the get go. He was he sold tools. He ended up selling. Um, snap-ons. Oh, yeah, snap-ons and everything. And he started setting up these little uh, show-and-tell pieces that he would go to schools and show how tools are and everything. And that's how it all started with the museum. And, in fact, he has the original set that he used to go to the different schools is one of the displays that's in the museum. And you have to look at how this guy looks at everything. Everything we have is a tool. And he displays it all, explaining it as a tool, right down to things you use in the kitchen, like a whisk or a spatula or something. These are all tools that go through them. Yeah, yeah. though those those were kind of uh, downplayed over what we think of, like something in our garage type of tool. But, you know, he had said <laughs> – actually, I cut this out. He had said something about um, we as humans or something uh, – we couldn't have done this. I'm like, well, and I kind of held my. Th oh, without. Oh, yeah. With tools, humans can do anything. Without tools, they can do nothing. <laughs> I think I'd, I held my thumb up, but I think we need one of these, you know, to make the tool work. Um, but I cut that out. <laughs> But, but it's true. It without was, the was, without the opposable thumb, the tools would be useless too. Yeah. But he showed how uh, you know gross domestic product uh, is directly tied to in the industrialization, standardization of tools, um, those kind of things. You know, and how World War II, if they hadn't standardized tools, World War II probably would have been. Much harder next to impossible because if you had a Studebaker Jeep versus, a, you know, a Ford Jeep, those would have been two different tool sets. So if the Studebaker guy lost his tool set, he couldn't and, help him. So the, the, the country before the war at some point had standardized it. And he showed me all these tools. He goes, those are all half-inch tools. 
And they're all over the place. Yeah, they range from about a quarter inch to one and a quarter inch, but they're all labeled by their manufacturer as half inch tools. Yeah, and the half inch still doesn't make sense to me because it's not really a half inch. I think it's the size of the drive. Yeah, there's a whole nother, you know, uh, story about that. But he's got he's got a tool connected to Lincoln when he was a lawyer that he had represented. Um, And there's like 12,000, 13,000 tools in there. Honestly, to me. 12,985 of them look the same, <laughs> but not to Bud. Bud could tell you what was different. Oh, it's his life, right? What they were yeah, used exactly. for. Um, you know, talked about how, you know, and the, remember the old uh, the hubs where you, and if you watch Ford versus Ferrari recently, they're taking a sledgehammer to lock that center hub on, right? It, uh, usually there was a center hub that was locked down or a big tool cranked it down now you've got you know four five six depending on the vehicle type lugs that are all standardized correct back then no each wheel hub was different each car manufacturer had their own needed a different wrench for a different car so that part was fascinating and interesting and this was another one i thought would be fairly easy to edit down but there was a lot of information here um, and it's got mixed, I got to say, it's got mixed reviews from people who didn't find tools that interesting to people that thought it was really interesting. They loved it. Um, they showed it to dad because I was worried because it had taken so long to get this release because we filmed it like a year, year and a half prior to its release. Yikes. Yeah. And it, we we had to get back up to Marysville to tie because, you know, our thing is about tying local things together. Right. So this is only half an hour north, roughly, of Marysville. We don't want to tie it together with, let's say, Lion Air Museum in Southern California. We, we want to, you know, we want to put it together. So that was tough. Now, unfortunately, this is one of my probably least favorite episodes as far as the way it looks. There's a lot of issues, uh, let's say, with the production. Uh, we didn't use... And sometimes I, I had, it's it's my fault. I get involved with whoever I'm talking to, and I'm not paying attention to the production part. And this is where I, sometimes I wonder how directors who are director actors can really pay that much attention. But they probably got their second or someone else watching too. Oh, it's that. Um, they're t- they're sure. stopping and taking a look at the reviewing the video and seeing but, if it needs to be yeah. adjusted. So we, we have so almost immediately the camera ran out of power. Um, and so we had to go find an extension, you know, luckily we had the, uh, power cable to it and then we got kind of tethered, you know, to where an extension cord could lead us, uh, the guy running the boom mic. And I don't know why we ended up not miking up our, because I was going to, I was going to mic bud up, but he went right into his spiel and you looked at me, you looked at him, and just started following around. I just started the camera rolling, so. Okay, and, uh, you know, and you know, we don't have to discuss it here, right. but, you know, oh, okay. guy behind the camera is in charge, kind of. He's got to stop and start when he can. But, uh, you know. Okay, yeah. We're under, we won't be talking about that here. Cause yeah, we're under fluorescent lighting with no no fill light, so it's got a very flat look that, didn't have a lot of rescue and and post. It just you know didn't look. And and then this that Sony camera is not good in low light. It it needs a fair amount of light. And and I don't know what it was set at. You know, it was you know too late by then to to worry about what its settings were set at. 
I believe my son had mentioned, yeah, it's not that not as good in low light. And there's some artifacts in this that, you know, don't look that great. Uh, so there was a little issue editing this one. Uh, there was one point where he was talking and the camera was pointing at the uh, gardenias. Is that the Christmas plant? The, those red plants? Poinsettias. 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 And yeah, it's because you guys walked over in that direction. I'm trying to swing the camera around at it. And the plant was between you and me. Yeah. So somehow we ended up with this long shot with the poinsettia in the way. So, you know, I'm looking for things, you know, to cut B-roll. Um, sometimes it seemed like the sound guy didn't have the uh, boom pointed towards the guy talking. I don't know. This was a challenging episode uh, or segment, and I got to say I was a little not wanting to show it to Bud and the guys, but you know you got to. You know, then this is this is the way it turned out. But on the flip side, they had given us a copy of the video that had they had done a while ago. Personally, I think I think ours is a hundred times better than that. So, you know, maybe not up to our present standard, um, but we live and learn. We, you know, we had some problems, we figured out, <coughs> and we. I think we've we've done leaps and bounds since uh, since this segment was filmed a year and a half ago. Maybe I don't think it was two years ago, but at least a year and a half ago. Uh, finally, to get wrapped in something we did six months ago. So it, it's. Uh, do you really want the date? No, I don't. <laughs> no, that was this year. That was this year. It was oh, not. Oh, Bud's, Bud's segment. No. Yeah, Bud's was not this year. No, no. That, uh, yeah. But Bud was interesting. And again, so we might as well get on to about the people we met. You know, Bud, his sons. These are like, I always say salt of the earth, but they really are. They're not pretentious. They, um, you know, they're. Very welcoming. Welcoming. I don't want to say, even describing them as small town people is not right. They're. They're not they're not hicks, they're not unsophisticated in any means. They're just, you know, real unpretentious people. And so was Rick Lim, so was Pepe Schroeder. Um Schroeder. Schroeder. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, I, you I can't know. say enough. So far we've been really lucky everywhere we've went. We've we've met some really, really nice people. And those are the kinds of people that run these places, you know, and, uh, you know, what can I say? I mean, it's just been wonderful. Been lucky that we haven't run into jerks. No, we've, we've run into run some that they started, started, well, not really jerks. They started off cold. You know, maybe they don't know what knowing. you want from them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would say our guy at the Bigfoot place, because he had been kind of screwed over by uh, Penn and Teller, wasn't sure what we were coming in with, but you could tell as that interview went along, he, he got more into it. As we showed true interest, he started to get into it a little more. Uh, and I think we've maybe the, the mine one, he, you know, he became more re that. And sometimes it's a matter of some people aren't, aren't good on camera. So they're a little tense from that. Uh, but everybody we met in this Northern California area, has been great. And it's funny that I met some of these people at a, you know, memorial, but in the long run, it all worked out really well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So as far as other places to visit in the Noraville area, the dam, uh, Richard's been interested in going up to the dam every time we've been up there. So we've been up to the viewing area, uh, the well, the reception area, they've got a nice video about the dam. Of course, you know, recently there was, worry about a collapse of the dam uh 
Oh, overfilled and was or over, yeah. over the top of it, yeah. And then let's say we found uh, there's a hatchery, which I'm still not sold on yet. Um, as possible, a future show up there. It could be interesting if the fish were actually leaping and doing their thing. Being photogenic. Um, yeah, personally, much nothing was going through there, and it stank. Yeah, and oh. oddly, we talked to some kids. They, they had these little, like, off-road RV trucks, and they're like, oh, yeah, Whatever, however, months prior to this, when everything was overflowing, the river was high, everything we were standing on was underwater. And so not like, a little. We, we were <laughs> where we were standing was probably underneath about 30, 40 feet of water or so. About so, 30 feet of water. Yeah. So it kind of put some of that into perspective, but the area seemed a little in need of uh, tender loving care from the state. And I don't know if it was like that. I mean, there was graffiti. There was some stuff that could be cleaned up. So I'm not sure how active this hatchery thing is, but we may take another look at that. Of course, we talked about, you know, Kingsburg, uh, the Fresno underwater or underwater, underground. Uh, gardens. Gardens. Thank you. Uh, Marysville's got a couple other little things here and there. It's an old historic town, was considered to be the capital of California at one point. So, you know, there's some interesting stuff to do up there. Sacramento, which is just down the road, has got an old sack, the Sutter Fort. Uh, so in the general area, within an hour, I mean, within two hours, you could be up to Tahoe. A couple hours, you could be out to San Francisco. So when you're up there, even if that was your base, there's a lot to do in every direction. Almost. you got the Sutter Buttes, the world's smallest mountain range. Um, and we did drive around that. We had a, maybe a, a segment to do, but we so far we haven't really – pan that one out yet and we've done some filming so that that was interesting uh so those would be my suggestions for locations and to go when you're up there and what about you richard can you think of anything else that stood out to you to see when oh we went by the indian casino paid respects to, to richard <laughs> yeah, go check out the casino that's out yeah. there yeah it's a it's a very boutique little casino but it was kind of cool i mean it's a casino uh, when it gets down to it, it's a casino. It looks like any other Vegas casino. Yeah. It's just, it's just pretty small. Yeah. No, you, you covered pretty much everything. Um, yeah, the Orville Dam, very nice uh, center up there. They got a tower that you can walk up to yeah. to overlook the lakes and everything. Um, and then down south, old, uh, old Sacramento, it's become a little bit touristy, but it's still a lot of the old stuff that they have right there along the uh, – uh, Sacramento River, and you can't forget the California Railroad Museum, which is uh, right. Yeah, there. that's it's probably one of the finest museums on the planet for railroads. It's it is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I'm surprised I forgot that. Good good mention on that one. <laughs> good call. Yeah, uh, yeah, good definitely good call on that one. Um, uh, so yeah, a lot, a lot of fun stuff. We even found was it see no uh, Mike wasn't with us. It was uh, Spencer. So. California Adventure, this is our additional tidbits here. California Adventure used to have the word California in these big, humongous letters out in front of the park. They are now at the state fairgrounds in Sacramento. Well, it's not actually – actually, I don't think that's Sacramento. Well, it's a suburb. It may be in, in, uh, in Carmichael, Sacramento. Maybe. In Sacramento proper may not, but we we drove by. It's we the state fairgrounds, though. State, state, yeah, isn't that what I said? Yeah, you did. Yeah, trying, say, you're regardless trying to regardless which city it is, right there. In and state. it's the state. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So we cruised in, thinking we maybe could just hop out real quick and take a picture. Guess oh. what? 
the fair was in or the the rodeo something was going on so we got to the pace you know the little booth we're like uh, uh, we you know Forget can we get it. out we didn't really want to come in here but we caught a glimpse of them but we weren't able to jump out and uh, get a photograph so we went to in and out instead and uh, got some chow and then headed on so I would say with that, unless Richard, you got anything else, or Mike, uh, you weren't on any of these shows, but you've seen them. If you have any extra thing to add, have, we're about I ready have, to wrap up here. I have nothing to add. All right. Well, thank you for that input. Um, <laughs> uh, so remember, like and subscribe, not only our podcast, our YouTube uh, show, The American Landscape, and we will see you on the road, hopefully someday on The American Landscape.